Welcome to Caramel Chic Radio, the only show about life, love, and happiness, and a little bit of sweetness. I am your host, Joanna Sobianek. On this show, our mission is to inspire you and share our passion, as well as motivation, for being the best version of ourselves. And maybe that's also you. If you like our podcast, please rate us on iTunes for a chance to have your name and your review to be featured on our show. Follow us on Instagram for more exciting updates or go to caramelchic.com to learn more about our brand. Today, I will be talking about fears, major decisions, simplifying your life, and making that leap to do the things we want to do in spite of being afraid. I will talk about what it's like to move abroad with only two suitcases, live there for a few years, then come back to the US also with only two suitcases. I am going to talk about what it's like to get rid of all of your belongings in an effort to embrace adventure, living simply, and endure personal discovery. Then I will shed some light on what it's like to live abroad, adjust to new surroundings, buy new things, and subsequently get rid of most of those new things and come back to the USA with, again, two suitcases. But most importantly, I will share how this experience has shaped me and how I look at life today, how I view consumerism and how owning just a few pairs of shoes is not a bad thing after all. The reason why I'm talking about this today is that I'm hoping that my story will inspire and motivate those people who are struggling with a major life decision like I did a few years back. And maybe that's you. Maybe you need that one last push so that fear doesn't hold you back. And you can make that leap to do whatever you want to do in life and trust that everything is going to work out. And hey, even if it doesn't, it's a wonderful opportunity to gain priceless life lessons. It's called being scared and saddling up anyway. Stay with me. A few years back, when I still lived in New York City, I made the decision to sell, donate everything I own, and move across the continent to live in Europe for about one year. It was a decision that took close to four months to fully develop. I did go back and forth and asked around some close friends for their opinion. Basically, what, I, what was holding me back is that I was scared to make the move. 
Plus, it was a lot of work. Why, you ask? <laughs> Because I had so much stuff. So it was either detaching from these objects, donating or selling everything I owned, or not moving at all. So after the four months have passed, one last friend, an older lady, finally said to me the keywords, which sounded like this. Joanna, if you don't go, you will never know what it's like to live abroad and you will live your life full of regrets. Yep, that's what she said. It was as simple as that. No major philosophy. I think it was the best advice I got in those four months of going back and forth. And that did it. At last, I decided to face my fears and do the move. It took some time to clean out my closets full of shoes, clothes, and just stuff. Stuff I truly didn't need that were simply collecting dust. These were all things that I couldn't even bring with me even if I wanted to. This is where the purging of objects came in and some version of living simply began. I ended up donating most of my things because I had no time to sell them. Some things I sold, but for a very low price. I said goodbye to the things that weighted me down. Things I no longer needed. And I have to admit, it was very liberating. When I packed for my trip and stuffed everything I own into two suitcases, I remember that one of them was red and one was black. Emotionally, physically, and mentally, I felt so much lighter. I was terrified, but at the same time, I was content. I realized then how little we really need to be happy, and how physical objects can sometimes hold us back from moving forward. And another friend told me, hey, Don't worry, you can always buy new things. They're just things. And she was right. Back then, I didn't know that yet, but later on I realized that while facing my fears and settling up anyway, I was literally shaping my character to withstand diversity and adjust to a new life to new surroundings and the unexpected. Valid, raw life's lessons. 
It's through them that I've learned that we can do just about anything we put our minds to as long as we don't let fear control the situation and we are brave enough to take the jump. So what did I do once I landed in Europe, which was Poland, by the way? I took everything one step at a time. I had a short-term plan and I stuck with it. The first few days I slept in a hotel, then I looked for an apartment. Once I found one, I looked for clients because my intent was to teach ESL for one year and then come back to the US. Then I looked for friends. Technically, this move was a little easier for me because I speak the Polish language. But emotionally, it was not easy at all because I'm from New York City and I am an American who at that time didn't understand the European mentality. I moved to the US from Europe when I was a kid and didn't remember how to be European anymore. I was an American. Raised in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. Plus, Poland has changed over the course of 25 years so much that it was like being in a foreign country. So there were cultural challenges and societal obstacles and some language barriers as my Polish wasn't excellent and a bunch of other things. For example, I didn't know how to count money, or how to behave in a bank, or I didn't know how to buy products in a supermarket. I didn't know any of the products, everything was new to me, everything was foreign to me, and I was foreign to them. I had an American accent when I spoke Polish. Everyone who met me knew I was not local. Moreover, I felt misplaced and awkward with my loud American laugh, outgoing personality, and quick friendliness. Polish people tend to be more conservative and can be quite reserved in public places. And this was me most of the time. How are you doing? So what did I do to overcome these cultural differences? Well, I decided to blend in. I had to learn new things, new customs, new culture, new ways of looking at things. I had to lower my American expectations. I had to respect the local culture. I knew that Poland wasn't going to adjust to me. I had to adjust to Poland. I had to stay humble and allow for these changes to take place slowly. It took some time, of course, 
it wasn't something that I've learned overnight. I had to observe a lot. I made many mistakes. But slowly, bit by bit, I adjusted. I learned. I took up the challenge. I stepped out of my comfort zone. Also, I learned how to appreciate some things more. In New York City, I drove a car, but in Poland, because I didn't have a car, I had to make, take the bus everywhere. Because I lived in Gdynia, where the public transportation is excellent, there were no issues there, but I missed my car and the comfort of driving anywhere I wanted, instead of waiting at the bus stop in the middle of a cold winter. This was a big practice in humility right there. And I remember how I had to drag all the groceries up the stairs to an old walk-up flat, my new rental. In summary, I had to learn new things every single day. I had learned how to eat as they do. I had learned how to cook their food. I had learned about their customs and traditions. Basically, it was a constant learning journey up until I left. To make the story short, I ended up living in Poland for longer than a year. During that time, I met my now husband and we got married while still living in Europe. Most importantly, I gained an enormous opportunity to discover interesting things about myself, about living abroad, about meeting and falling in love with someone who grew up in a completely different environment and how to make that relationship work. It was a personal journey that was truly priceless. And when it was time to move back to the US, I packed everything up again into two suitcases and the small number of things I own, I donated. I came back to the US with my European husband who himself was taking a big leap into a world unknown to him. And I did exactly the same thing when I arrived in Poland. I rented a hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina. I looked for an apartment, we moved in, and in the first few days we ate off paper plates with two antique silver forks I brought with me from Poland. And just like that, we started a new journey.
Well, you're probably asking yourself now, how is life for me now after two and a half years of being back in USA? Well, because I moved continent to continent twice and purged things along the process, I am now mindful of what I buy. When I lived in New York City, I owned so many shoes (laughs) that I was called the shoe lady. I really don't know what was my problem, but I think it could have been too many episodes of Sex in the City. Now it's the opposite. I think twice before I buy things I might one day wear or not wear. Now I buy what I need only. Also, after living three and a half years in Europe, I appreciate the United States so much more especially driving in the US, which is so much more enjoyable than driving in Europe. Trust me, if you haven't been there, take my word for it. There was one time when I rented a car in Poland and I drove for eight hours up north to some countryside and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. People in Poland drive more aggressively than we Americans do, and the off-roads are not comparable to ours at all. Also, there is less highways. In the end, my journey and my experience highlights two main things. How to face your fears, but do what you want to do anyway. I mean, look at me. I had no clue I was going to meet my future husband when I was moving to Poland just for one year. Had I not taken that leap, I would have never met the love of my life. Interestingly, I've learned that we don't need so many things, gadgets, possessions, to really make us happy. And I stay mindful of this now. I don't want to overclutter my life with unnecessary objects. You don't really need a lot to be happy. Sure, I like nice things and nice clothes and I look at beautiful homes that I like to admire all the time, believe me. But I keep myself in check to make sure that those things don't take priority over important elements of life that are not tangible, such as learning how to enjoy the simple things, live your life gracefully, appreciate what I have. I should have said live my life gracefully. I'm not telling you what to do. (laughs) Appreciate what I have and be a good person. Thank you for listening to our show. I hope this episode inspired you in some way. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast or check out our previous episodes.